who should create an online course, and what questions do you need to ask yourself when creating an online course? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. All right, all right. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? And welcome back to your weekly dose of who should create an online course learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and I've been in the coaching and course creation and online space since, oh God, like the 90s. So I got a little bit of experience under my belt, and yet I'm still learning. I'm here to share with you what I have learned and what I am still learning about course creation and coaching and entrepreneurship and infopreneurship. And who are you? Well, that, my friend, is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, more specifically an infopreneur with or perhaps you're seeking a coaching and online course model in your business, or maybe you're just hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's why I'm here hitting you with yet another solo success episode here on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. As we dive, as we dive, as we dive deep into success, into your infopreneur and course creation success with actionable advice and tips and steps designed to help you level up your game. Because as we already know, there are no shortcuts to success except for taking those little steps towards your goal every single day. Now, before we kick this off, I want, uh, I know you want to keep getting all these great uh, success tips that I'm lucky enough to be able to bring to you as well as the amazing episodes with our guest hosts i'm lucky enough to bring on so please make sure you go on down there hit that subscribe button and while you're in there leave us a five star rating if you're on apple Podcasts, if you're on youtube watching this or on tiktok or instagram be sure to show us some love and drop us some kind words in those reviews for the podcast it is those subscribes those ratings and those reviews that tell all those platforms out there and their lovely algorithms that you are getting some value and you'd like to hear a little bit more. And that lifts us a little bit up in the ranking so that we can reach more driven infopreneurs just like yourself. So please take a moment, show the love and help spread the word. I appreciate you. Thanks. All right, let's get straight into it, shall we? Who should create an online course? Well, you should. Eh. What are the benefits? And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, there's going to be these three questions definitely going to want to ask yourself to make sure you get those answers to get yourself off on the right foot. Now, I also want to spend a couple of minutes later on in the episode chatting about those mental barriers you're going to have to break through to be successful in anything, right? Let alone course creation, certainly something you're going to want to break through. Now, a couple of things we're going to chat about today is do I have something to teach? And I personally think you do. Do you want to start a business with it? Yeah, 
that's, you know, I guess that's really something for you to answer. Do you want more leads for a business you already have? I can't imagine many of you saying, no, I don't want more leads for my current business. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to chat about overcoming some of those mental barriers when it comes to your course creation. And we're going to spend a couple of minutes on those pros and cons that come with it. Now, some of this may be a little bit of repeat material from the past couple of episodes, but I want to make sure I spend the time in this shift from general entrepreneurship into online course creation to make sure we're all on the same uh, same path here, right? Uh, and for those of you that maybe are like, ah, I don't know, oh, course creation, Tracy, come on, this is not what you've been talking about for the past two years. I get it. And there's going to be more of the general entrepreneurship coming up. Please bear with us. But I wanted to make sure we started zeroing in on those folks that are doing good things out there or want to good, do, do good things out there. And they have expertise that they can share. They have knowledge they want to put out there. How can they monetize that knowledge, especially in the crazy world we've been seeing in the past couple of years? You know, maybe your job's been impacted. Maybe you're like, yeah, it's time for me to get out of this cubicle. Let's do the cubicle escape. And one of the ways that you can help leverage that is with that knowledge into an online course. And that really leads into some of the content I want to share with you today is there are rewards that come from an online course, right? Obviously, there's the financial. We talked about that. It could be part of uh, your cubicle escape, uh, you know, by making more money, become more financially stable, uh, you know, then who knows what the next thing is going to happen. And maybe your current business is impacted or you have to shift. Imagine all the restaurateurs and all the different shifts they had to do during the most, well, not the most recent, but during the lockdowns that happened not too long ago at the recording of this, which is in June of 2022. In the past couple of years, we've seen lots of businesses be negatively impacted. Um, perhaps your online course is going to be more promotional. You have a core business, very established, going well, and you want to reach more people. Your course could be a subset of what's going on that you can share out there. And, you know, maybe there's something that's even more intangible. You can't quite put your finger on it, but you know that what you have can make a greater impact, right? Uh, let's think of something like if I you know, continue to build off the crazy that's happened re recently and the uncertainty that many folks out there are feeling, a lot of them are getting more into home gardening uh, and, you know, food prep for storage in case there's a few food sorters, they're learning how to can, you know, so these things that might not be tangible that you could see immediately, they can still have a big impact on you and those you serve. So this leads to those first three questions that I alluded to earlier that you need to ask yourself. One is, do I want to start an online? Uh, well, actually, the first one is probably, do I have something to teach? And we'll chat about that in a minute. Two becomes, do I want to start a line on business? And three, right, is do I want new business for my, no, excuse me, do I want new leads for my core business, right? I've already kind of mentioned these. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. Now, the first question that so many people struggle with is, do I have something to teach? And I think everybody does, but let's, let's take a step back from here, shall we? Can you think of someone in your life, uh, a friend, a family member, a coworker that you always go to for blank, insert something here, every time you need 
help with your car, every time you need help with your air conditioning or your garden, or maybe raising your kids, maybe you're a new parent, uh, anything, you're an electrician, uh, your podcast, your small business, whatever it be, every time you need help with blank, you think of this person's name. It could be anything inside that world. And you're like, oh, I know exactly who to go to. I'm going to go to my man, Robbie. He's always going to hook me up because maybe they're really good at managing money or they have these killer uh, computer skills or they're great at creating things out of nothing. They can take $20 and they can, you know, create something really magical. You're like, and and the reason I say that is because my buddy, my brother, Robbie, used to be um, the prop guy for an indie film company down in Texas and uh, they were they were doing this uh, apocalyptic movie with zombies and they needed to have the the scene set in the back seat of a police car now they had access to a crown vic one of the uh, one of the staffers had a crown vic but they didn't want to you spend all the money of you know putting the tubing in there and putting the, the grading and you know they had a minimal budget to work with and they went so they went to my man rob because he was known for his ability to take random things and create them into something completely different so he said here they explained the scenario to me he's like oh yeah i could probably do that for like 30 bucks and uh you know on a trip to home depot and they're like then make it happen and he did you know within an uh, afternoon probably into the evening he had something set up out of some pvc pipe and some plexiglass and some artistic uh, handiwork of his own. Um, And then some obviously spray paint and weathering techniques, Um, put that all together, slid into the Crown Vic and their film went off without a hit. So again, I I tell the story just to share with you that there's somebody that you think of when you have X problem, whatever that is, right? It could be that they're super organized or they know how to do magic with spreadsheets or access databases, right? Maybe they're uh, fitness and nutrition buffs, right? And you're trying to lose weight or get fit, or you're wanting to do some sort of, of, hey, we're going to go into sound vacation up into the mountains. I want to hike and I know I'm not fit for hiking. So you lean into them rather than read all the nutrition books and all the magazines and doing all the Googling that's out there because they have this knack for it. So it's so natural for you to reach out to them and you get that quick answer. Well, here's the thing. Guess what? There's probably a super good chance that for people in your sphere of influence, you are the expert in something. I don't know what it is. Only you might. Maybe you need to reach out and ask them. Reach out to your close members, uh, your close colleagues, uh, friends, and family and say, hey, Every time you come to me with a uh, X problem, well, every time you think of me, where do you think my expertise is? Or if you had this problem with X, do you think of me or do you think of someone else? Right. Reach out to them and ask them, hey, every time, you know, someone asks about X and my name comes up as a solution, what is X, right? Now, on the flip side, you may already know what you're really good at, what your natural or innate gift or skill is that people tend to come to you for. Maybe you've noticed it, right? Yeah, because I know I've told this uh, similar kind of story on this podcast prior. Maybe that has got your noodle running and saying, oh, 
Yeah, they do tend to come from you. Or maybe not, though chances are the people around you have told you. Here's the thing. It usually comes to you so easy to you, right? right? You know that one guy that you always go to for mechanical, that Robbie was good with that, right? Um, mechanical needs. And because for them, it's like, oh, yeah, just do this big bang, boom. You're like, yeah, you said that like I know how, right? People will come to you for the same thing, right? And because it's so easy to you, you're like, really? People need to learn how to, yeah, yes, they do need to learn how to do that. And that's where the online course comes in. This is where you have something to teach them, something to help them, to help others with. And I know I've told this other story before, but I'm going to share a, a snippet of it right now. Um, back early when I was in the online space, well, probably about midway in, um, it was probably early 2000s. So it was, I've been around a, a while, but there's uh, there was a competition going on. And uh, I shared this like two episodes ago. And the competition was won by a woman that put out DVDs for how to create a bow right? Anybody could have searched on Google or YouTube, even back then in the early 2000s on how to create a bow and found a solution. But she made, oh, I want to say it was 10,000 sales. It may have, you know, I don't want to exaggerate on purpose because I remember the number exactly, but it was a big number to win this competition. But she sent out that many DVDs with her instructions on how to make a bow, you know, those, you know, uh, free plus shipping offers. Yeah, that's how she won it on how to make a bow. What? So maybe there's something that you have inside of you that you've done and people are going, wow, that is so cool. You know, how to install a cabinet. I don't know how to rototill your garden, how to groom your dog, how to train your dog, how to train a puppy, how to train a German shepherd, right? You could really narrow this down to something you are really good at. How to learn a new language in 10 steps. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is for you, that's what you want to dig into. So now if you've figured out, okay, here's something that I could teach others that I think would bring value. Then it comes to those three questions we discussed earlier. One, do I want to start an online business with it? Yeah, right. Oh my God. We've all seen the, the photos out there on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and all the social media, those inspiring gurus, right? Snaring the sh sharing the snapshot of their daily life, right? Usually you'll see some shot of someone holding up a drink right in front of a beach or some resort of some sort and you see maybe their feet kicked up you know or their poolside or something like that is this something you want to do, do you want to start an online business do you want to make money while you sleep just buy my coaching program right you, you, you've seen them all but i do need to drop this bomb on you right here now, you're starting a business an online business or any business takes work. That's it. There it is. I said it, right? And it takes some hard work, but at the same time, it is incredibly rewarding work. And here's where I think the real reward comes in, right? Imagine this, right? You sat down and you took the time to grind out and put in the effort to drive the value into your course. Now, a student goes out there find your course, complete your course, right? They, well, let's really step back, right? You put in the work, they didn't find you. You probably found them and marketed to them and converted them into a sale, got them to buy from you. They did the work that you assigned to them in the course. And then somewhere along the way, it, you had that impact on them, right? Their efforts, 
through your course impacted their life. And they share that with you in an email, maybe in a comment in the course, which you can, you can set up to do. And that, my friends, probably one of the most gratifying feelings you'll ever get. Well, unless you're a parent and you have a child that looks up at you and says, Daddy, I love you. <laughs> Just, okay, sidebar. Sorry about that. <laughs> now, there's the more, you know, normal rewards that come with that, like the money that will come in as a resort of selling you the good value that you add in there, the good marketing you put in there and getting the students through the course. And they'll share with, yeah, you're going to get some income out of that. You know, now you have some, what is called it quote unquote extra money that you can use to, I don't know, pay off debt, go to that restaurant you've always dreamed about, or buy that vacation where you could hold up your drink and take that Instagram snapshot. But I think if you're going to be really successful for it, the thing you really want to focus on is creating a course around something you're good at, right? Something you're just maybe one to 100 steps ahead of everyone else at that you can walk them through, right? In a very structured pace and it becomes hands-off for you. Now you can take the, uh, the interaction that you have with your clients and your customers to the next level in answering their questions and getting more zeroed in on, okay, now I have this part running almost on automatic, making the money on it while I sleep, so to speak, right? I can take the, those that want to work with me more on a more personal level, right? This and helps you, will turn, uh, it creates additional income opportunities and you spend less time trading hours for money uh, because, and a lot all at the same time, you're creating a better client experience as well. So if you want to create an online business with this, um, I think online course creations definitely has a low barrier of entry, has a high uh, profit margin uh, when it comes to selling online, uh, selling online a smart way anyway. Now, the next question I mentioned earlier is, uh, you know, do you want new leads for a current core business? And selling an online course isn't the only reason to create one, right? Because there's lots of creators out there that have online courses that they use to generate leads for different parts of their business. Um, I know one of my former mentors, Zach, uh, created a course on how to uh, how to launch uh, a top shelf podcast right and he used that as a launching point for his podcast editing service right so and it so you have this host of folks that are coming through his program and he's given them the value helping them get their message out there their content out into the marketplace in a nice structured way can they just kind of go through the the flow and then he offers them into a mastermind so they can come in and continue the education with him participating uh, on a more one-on-one -on -one basis at what's a, a one-on-many basis so that's a level up opportunity and then oh by the way if you once you get yourself going and rocking and rolling that editing part takes a bit of time right Hell, let me take that time off of your plate so that you can focus on the things that you are expert at, right? So, so it, it would be, this course now became an opportunity to service other parts of the business. So if you sell coaching or advising or consulting or any kind of professional services, then an online course can be a powerful 
lead gen tool because you can really drive home some value because a course delivers value to your leads, right? Uh, you can do this by sharing your experiences and helping your leads achieve the same successful outcome. Get those small wins, right? You want them to get those small wins that, oh, that charge them up, that give them that energy, that boost to continue forward before they buy right? You could, you could give your course away for free. And now they're like, oh my God, if this is what he gives away for free, imagine what he charges for you because you are now proving your worth far better than any proposal or ad or marketing email ever will, right? Uh, courses let your leads get to know you as they're going through. It's like a podcast, right? As they're going through your course, they get to know you. It's not like an ebook or a white paper where students will learn over you know, a period of weeks or whatever, right? Rather than the, a, a one session, right? You can you can give out an ebook, and it or okay. There's maybe there's a certain voice that can go with that. Uh, so same with a white paper. But now, if you take them through uh, a course that includes maybe video and audio over sessions over time, now maybe they consume it all at once. That's fine. But in going through it, it gives them time to feel more connected to you, more comfortable with who you are and what you represent. And it helps build that no like, and trust factor that we hear about all the time and really is an invaluable tool to help you market your services to them. Really, I don't want to say market the services. It helps them understand the value that you bring so that when you share that next opportunity, they already see the value in it. And it's almost like they're maybe even re be reaching out to you to say, dude, do you do this for me kind of opportunity? Um, and of course, it can also be a, a natural stepping stone to upsell from, right? So if you if you do, like I mentioned earlier, and you say give away the course for free, or maybe you even give it away, um, I say give away, uh, at a very low price, right? Just lower that, that uh, tripwire down. You could... If you give it away for free, you're going to generate lots of leads, and they're going to get to know you. They're going to like to trust you. Um, if you if you uh, you charge what it's worth, right, you're going to get fewer leads, but you're going to get higher quality leads for those who are paying some money. So you've got to balance that out. But here's the real thing: if you say go in the middle and say, "Oh, I don't, want, I'm not going to give it away for free, but I'm going to charge this ridiculously low price," so only those that are less likely to be tire kickers are going to be purchasing it, right? So maybe on average, a course like yours sells for 197 Okay, you're going to put it out there for 47 Okay. Um, and the reason why you want to do that is, dude, I'm giving away the value. No, yeah, but you're giving the value. And the research shows that a customer, a current customer, doesn't matter what they spent, $27, $47, or $197. A current customer is 60 or 70% more likely to buy from you as a result of having consumed some of your already product. They've already made a purchase with you. It's so much easier to buy again. It's like, right, the first time you go, you buy from someone online, you're oh, it's a little comfortable, but man, this is the best deal. It has everything I want. And you Ugh, I don't want to put my credit card information right. Oh, that! But once you get past that barrier the first time, and you they you you deliver that quality to them, and they receive it, they're like, man, this guy, right, is right there with me. And you, here's the thing: you don't even need to be a hundred percent there. You need to be 70, 80, 90 percent there, right? Seventy to eighty, you can just bring home the value. Ha! These courses become an easy way to create existing customers that you can continue to sell to, right? 
So try it. You know, maybe you do a test run at 47. Okay, that went pretty good. I'm going to try it again at 67, right? Um, If you're going to do the test runs, I would start the test run at the lowest level. Because the reason I say this is you want to go out there and, and put it, your course out there for 47 and then a couple of months later go out and do it for 27 because you may upset some of the folks that paid 47 for it like dude i paid 47 what, what's what's up um you know it's just something to, to consider okay so maybe i've got you to the point where you're like okay i i, I want to create a course i'm ready to do it but there's there's that little thing in the back of your head, just picking away at you that keeps you from doing it. Maybe it's not telling you you shouldn't. Maybe it's telling you to wait. Hold on, it's not the right time. Or maybe it is telling you that you shouldn't do it. That's okay. That's one of those mental barriers, right? We talked about this early in the show. They're normal. In fact, most successful content creators still have. I'm willing to bet you've had them when it comes to other things that you feel pretty damn good about doing now. Think about it. But let's go way back to when the first time you were going to ride a bike. Yeah, a little hesitant, a little scary. Even the guys like myself who are gung-ho about everything. I'm just going to hop on this bike. I'm going to figure it the hell out. Um, Crashed into a bush, right? Bumped into a curb, fell off. Skinned a knee, bumped a head, got back up and did it again. And over time, the doing of it quiets those voices that are in your head telling you you shouldn't do it. But let's, let's chat about a couple of the, the, uh, the mental barriers that you will have to deal with. The first one, and I mentioned it already, I'm not an expert. Why is someone going to listen to me? Well, because you know more than they do. Did you get that? That's it right there. That's that's as simple as it is. The people that you're going to reach that will buy your course are not going to be the people that are a mile ahead of you on the same topic. It's going to be the people that are a mile behind you, a half a mile behind, two steps behind you on the topic that you choose to do your course about. I'll even go so far as to say that if you've taken this time to create a course that solves Whatever the problem it solves, and your course should solve some problem. Otherwise, you probably want to do it, right? Um, let's let's say for a second you're like, okay, I'm I'm pretty good at this, but I'm going to do research uh, two three hours. I'm going to spend an afternoon researching the problem a little bit further, right? I'm going to dig in. I'm going to look around. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going to Bing it, right? I'm going to duck duck go it. Whatever it may be. At that point, you have more knowledge on that topic than an old overwhelming majority of the marketplace because you sat down and you spent the time, right? Most people aren't willing to put in that couple hours of work, that afternoon of research. They're going to go in there and type into Google. Here's my question. They're going to fuck, maybe read an article and move on or go to YouTube, right? Put in their question, watch that video. They're done. Got my answer, right? Now, if you're the kind of person that will do that research on the norm, let me tell you, not everyone out there is like that. I know myself is. I definitely know my wife is on a topic that she's passionate about. She will spend the time to research it, right? And she'll reach out to the experts in the that she's come to know and love and follow um, online and offline and reach out to them. Remember I was talking about who comes to you for what, right? If you ask most people for a list of their challenges... I'm willing to bet you that they are most willing to give you a long list of what all their challenges are, right? Yeah, that's a happy to give you a long, long list. Just 
it'd be very easy for them to write it all down and hand it to you. There's my list. Now, if you ask them how much time they spent researching how best to solve any single one of those challenges, or finally go out there and do the research to find a solution to those challenges, you'll be very, very surprised at the most people do not act on their problems nearly as much as they think about those problems. Let me say that again. Most people don't act on their problems as much as they think about them. Take a minute, pull up your phone, cruise through social media. How many times do you see people griping about the problems in their lives? Now, Go to those same people and ask them, well, how much time are you spending trying to solve this problem? Or maybe you know them well enough already and you already know the answer to that question, right? Or maybe you can just assume that answer based on the fact that all they do is gripe about it. So this really creates a huge opportunity for you to solve a problem that's really consistently top of mind for them. But they have not taken any of the real steps to solve that problem for themselves. And in solving that problem, you have provided a very valuable service. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. And you don't have to be an expert, a guru, right? A think tank person to do that. I mean, really, the ways you can r- deliver valuable course content uh, with, even if you don't feel like you're the subject matter expert, is to take them on a journey right? I've mentioned this before. Start as a novice and chart your own progress to becoming the journeyman and then becoming the expert and then becoming the professional. Share everything you learn along the way. At the end, you really are the expert. You really are the professional and you will have the story to share. Um, Another way to look at that is, hey, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And you could take the position, a curious observer, right? You could be beaker, from the Muppets, right? Analyzing everything and checking everything out and reviewing the data and running the experiment again and again to collect more data, use the tests and results as lessons, right? This is really kind of an underway uh, to create content and many people will pay for it. Uh, Maybe you're uh, you've been lucky enough to build up a good following on TikTok or any one of the other social media platforms. Well, now you can take that data that you've done, you have as a result of doing that and say, here's how I did it. Here's where I saw this. I, I, I started doing these kinds of things and look, I did that. When I stopped doing this, oh, look, right? It, it started to fall off. So you can share that or, hey, I'm going to try these things and see if it will build up my account, right? I keep seeing all this, those people say, do this and do that. I'm going to see if it actually works. Come along with me. So now you're combining the take the reader on a journey as well as the run the experiments. And then you can do like I've done on this podcast and you can interview experts. This is a tried and true way to build a great course. I want to make sure here that I clarify that you want to have reasonably good uh, interview skills, right? You want to be able to ask questions, the tough questions, the questions that people want to hear. Just don't let somebody drone on. Every once in a while, you'll have to rein them in. It's okay. We got to get back on the course here. Um, by the end of the course that you've created, you should be an expert interviewer, which is probably another subject you could do in your next course, right? <laughs> Another question that people struggle with when it comes to creating a course is why should they pay me or pay for my course when they just go out there and get that information free on Google, right? 
You see, uh, the, the students that are going to come into your course aren't paying you for the information. They're paying you for the results. I can even take it one step further and tell you that they're not paying you for the information. They're paying you for having taken the time to synthesize that information into a one-stop shop. Maybe they do want the answers and they know it's out there in Google. Maybe they even typed it a couple of times and they're like, oh my God, too many options right? I know someone very close to me that they're like, oh my God, too many choice. And I can't do this. Tracy, you go do it, which is fine. I'm fine with that, right? So, and the other piece of that is they don't know how to do something that they want to do, right? Let me say it again. They don't know how to do something that they want to do. Let's take that one step further. Most of the folks that are going to go through your course, whatever the topic is, They don't want to know how to do something. They just want to do it, right? Let's get right down to the brass tacks. They don't want to know how to do it. They just want to be able to do it, period. And if the shortest distance between point A and point B is your course, and that gets them to be able to do it, then there you are, right? It's a subtle difference. It's it's not tremendously important because mastering this concept means the difference between creating something that people actually pay for eagerly pay for it or step up and it's like, like say, here, take my money, please, in creating something that people will never see in sale, right? Now, again, I want to make sure I understand, I may have been babbling a little fast there. That subtle difference that I was mentioning is the difference between people, you know, spending the time to go out there and Google it, well, I can get that same for free, right? But if you take the time to synthesize, like I told you, the, the few hours, that afternoon of research, even if you're already considering yourself pretty well-versed, go and do a little more research. It's probably something new out there coming up um, and you can pull it together. That's going to make that subtle difference between something that people are willing to pay for and or those uh, those courses that are going to kind of sit there dusty on the shelf. And think about it for a moment. And it, we've all done this, right? We've all used Google for a solution. Think about the challenges that people are going to face if they do decide to go Google it. Maybe they're looking at your course sales page and like, well, I can go. Well, you, you can. You, you probably can at some level, right? But if they Google the solution, what's going to happen? They're going to be inundated with thousands often millions of results. Now they're going to have to sort through all that information to try and figure out what's useless versus what's useful, right? In their situation, then they're going to decide which of the many solutions that they've determined are useful are worth figure, you know, are worth giving a try. And then they're going to have to figure out how to tailor that solution to their situation, their needs, right? And okay. Sometimes that solution is going to fail. What's going to have to happen then? They have to go all the way back to step one and start Googling and then sifting and then determining useful to say and try the next one, right? This could be hours, days, weeks. It could be a year or more of wasted time, right? Or they could pay you to walk them step by step through solving that problem and giving them enough knowledge, right? And confidence and comfort that the outcome that they need is going to be reached given their particular scenario if they finish your course, right? So at the end of the day, what I want you to walk away from this particular piece of it is 
you're selling much more than information that you're going to put into the course, right? And I keep telling you, we're going to put that value. I want you to, you're going to put that value into the course, but I want you to take a moment to put yourself in the audience shoes, which is usually quite easy because you used to be that person. You weren't always the expert, right? But put yourself in the audience shoes, the scenario I just walked through, right? There is so much information out there these days. It, it can be really overwhelming if you're trying to research answers on your own. I know I was just trying to research this morning uh, some power options, some battery power options for our homes in case, you know, if we get a power outage, well, how do I keep my refrigerator running, right? How do I keep my internet going? You know, these, these little things. So doing the research and that was pretty cumbersome. And even already, uh, my wife had done some of the research and had narrowed it down to one or two items. It still became very cumbersome. So think about that. all the information that's out there. Your audience, your potential student is looking for a quality solution, a valuable solution from a trustworthy, incredible source. That's you, right? Now, why would they buy from you? Well, because you're saving them that time, because they trust you, because you've provided the expertise that they do not yet have. All of that, my friends, has a value to it, and all of it factors into their buying situation. So please, stop wallowing, stop roaming around in all the reasons why someone might not buy a product from you. Find the people who will and focus on them. Now, another one of the statements, or I know it says three questions, but this is one of the statements I keep hearing out there is why should I create a course when there's already a course on my topic? Well, if there is already a course on the topic you're considering, that's awesome. Really, it's super awesome because that means they've already validated, validated the topic for you, right? It means that there are people out there already, already willing to pay money to solve the problem that they have right? The, the, the problem that you want to solve for them, there's people already doing it and you can just step in there. But let's, let's step back from this for a moment and look at this from a bigger picture. Just about every single problem that we have as men and women, boys and girls, right? Young and old, um, from all walks of life, every problem has been tackled already. I can't think of one that hasn't been tackled, right? Racism has been tackled. You know, uh, bigotry has been tackled. Everything's been tackled. Personal development has been tackled. How to start a business has been tackled. Whether it's in a book, in a blog, an online course, a mastermind. Let's let's take one, for example. Uh, let's talk about personal development. We can say productivity, any one of the realms of personal development. Public speaking, for that matter. Productivity right? Being productive as a person or as an employee or as an employer has been a challenge for people for thousands, hundreds, thousands, for a long, long time. Think about it. Um, I remember hearing many, many quotes about it in uh, writings about it when I was listening to the audiobook of Bren Franklin's uh, autobiography. So Ben, Rank, ben Franklin here in the United States wrote about productivity. Okay, we're already a couple of hundred years back. Goethe spoke about it, right? It's been written back by the, the, the Stoics 2,000 years ago. So let's, if we pause for a moment and think about it, if Ben Franklin was alive today, do you think he would have a course out there about productivity? Hmm? He would have a course out there about mastermind because he created one of the first masterminds that I'm aware of here in the United States um, in Philadelphia. It was a group of uh, seven fellow businessmen, each one, all 
coming together and brainstorming and sharing their concerns with the other six and then getting feedback from the other six so he can go and start enacting some of the solutions that they all came up with together, right? Now, if we go back to productivity or even public speaking, do you think that there will not be a new productivity or public speaking book hitting the shelves of Barnes and Noble or becoming a New Times bestseller or an Amazon bestseller this year, next year, ever again? Of course not. It's going to be people writing about productivity and public speaking for many, many years to come, even though it's already been tackled. Most problems have been around for a long, long time. And that what you define as a long time is maybe different the way I define it, right? And they'll probably still be around for a long time. So all this is to say, if you think about it, uh, online courses, they're not going anywhere, right? They're creating tons and tons of cash for people across the board. I think it was $46 billion with a B last year. And the fact that selling courses is uh, competitive, or should I say selling courses in competitive arenas, right, is still one of the most profitable ap approaches, right? If you want to step into the uh, personal development arena, very competitive arena, fitness arena, very competitive, weight loss arena, very competitive, you can still make a, uh, a profit in those competitive arenas with an online course. Just because somebody wrote it or launched it, uh, uh, yourself included, right? Uh, an online course doesn't mean they've solved it for everyone. And here's what I mean by that. There are folks that have, you know, um, talked about creating online courses, as much as I'm talking about it to you, that will never hear my voice. There are folks out there, they're pitching weight loss or fitness or anything like that, that will never resonate with every single person out there. So you, as the person that has that course or has that topic, you will resonate with a certain group of folks and that will bring them to you. Because here's the thing, nobody is perfect and nobody is beyond improvement. Maybe you do a course today uh, on a topic and you're like, two years from now, you're like, man, that course sucked. I don't know how anybody bought it. I mean, I can think about when I first time I, I did an oil painting in color. Uh, I'm red, green, colorblind. And so I found out early on that uh, while I enjoyed drawing very much, uh, my colors were off and my grasses would be brown sometimes and people would look at me funny. So I put down um, any coloring options very early age and began to become very good at shading with pencils. Um, and so I can draw the heck out of something and shade and make it look really good. And probably in about my 30s, I picked up a, a painting uh, kit by Bob Ross. And we all know Bob Ross with the big hair and the, hey, he's going to put little friends here and little friends. And uh, anyway, uh, if you haven't uh, seen Bob Ross, just go Google him. He's an, he's an icon uh, for my generation growing up. So I figured, okay, I'm going to test my painting skills. And the first painting I did, when I did it, I thought was badass. I thought, oh my God, I actually went to my uh, Toastmasters meeting and I shared the experience of doing this, overcoming a fear, my fear of having the wrong colors, right? And then I did my next painting and my next painting was a little bit better. 
Okay, now mind you, the colors are labeled. It was easy for me to go through this. Uh, you know, it wasn't paint by numbers, but certainly wasn't uh, totally freehand where I was creating these colors myself. Here's the, the, the point of the story. My third painting with the, the mountain in the back and foreground being a forest with a running stream and a small waterfall, I thought was my piece de resistance, right? But as I look back at my first painting, I thought, yuck. How could I stand up in front of an audience and tell them, look how awesome my painting is, and then tell them the story of my ribbing colorblindness bringing me to this painting, and look, this basic painting. But that's my point is your first course is your first course, and you're going to think, man, I did it. I put in all this work, and I put in all this effort, and I overcome my fear of, of creating this content, and it's awesome. Three, four courses later, you're going to look back at that first one and go, yes. Yuck, how would I put that out? It's probably like the first episode of this podcast. Yeah, I'm not changing it because it shows the journey. Now, it, for your students, though, your first course, no matter how good or bad you may think it is, it will be your uniqueness that you bring to the table, be it your perspective, your tips, your tactics on that topic that will finally get them the breakthrough that they're looking for. In fact, you should tackle the problems that aren't new. Because if you pick a topic that someone has never, ever written about ever again, it's actually going to be a very narrow band and it's going to be very tough, right? It may be too narrow for you to get people interested in this food for thought. Now, I can hear you now. Oh my God, Tracy, I get it, right? Uh, I should create now on cars, but I, I just don't have the time to do it. All right. So there have been thousands of courses created on various platforms, and there have been studies done about them. And there is a secret among successful course creators that I want you to know right now. Ready for it? I want you to lean in a little bit and listen to me carefully. Right here it comes building an online course doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take a lot of time. There are so many courses out there that were created in a weekend. You can reduce the amount of effort by starting with something small. Right? Don't don't your first course probably shouldn't be how to rebuild a '57 Chevy from the ground up. Right? Maybe you just want to do a course on picking the right car to rebuild. Ha! Huh, there we go. Right? Take something you know that you know well and turn it into a little bite-sized chunk, right? To see if people will, will dig it, right? They'll enjoy your style, the way that you create the course, the way that you share the content. Build that little audience. Now from there, you'll get better ideas of where you want to take the next course. Maybe it's an expansion of the first one. Who knows? Maybe as a result of those folks coming into your sphere of influence, you'll learn about something that they're like, dude, really, could you go over here and solve that problem? You're like, the heck yeah, of course I can. And now your audience is asking you to create something, which means they're like, here, take my money, please. A perfect example right now is there's a a new, uh, for me, it's new. There's a, a, a new uh, social media trend happening with YouTube called YouTube Shorts. And I just heard about it not too long ago. I think it opened up a little over a year ago and they're already getting some crazy number of views. Uh, and it's there, it's YouTube's way of combating um, Instagram Reels and TikTok. So I thought, you know what? Let me try this and uh, let's put a course together about it. Here's the cool, cool thing. I knew nothing about it. Started doing some research, right? Took a couple hours, checking things out, putting together, doing some recordings, put together a little ebook, bing, bang, boom, 
I don't know, maybe it's five, four, five hours worth of video content on lessons on how to use YouTube shorts. Bam, course ready to rock. Hasn't started selling yet, or I haven't started marketing yet. I got to finish up, you know, fine tuning it, doing the graphics, setting everything up. But boom, in a few hours, I went out and researched something I really knew very little about in the uh, online space and started, oh, wow, this is cool. Let's show people how to use this to their advantage, given my experience in other arenas. So you want to overcome those mental barriers and you can without much effort, right? I mean, you could, again, you want to start with building that small course, getting it in front of people, uh, show them how to address their problems and show that these concerns that you have for them, right? And at the same time, what that will do is it will show you that you can get her done. That the only thing holding you back from your success, well, is you, right? Now, now you have a few students. I don't care if it's two or four or 10 or 100 or 10,000, you'll start getting valuable feedback without having to invest a whole lot of time. The very best courses, like the very best paintings, aren't the first versions. They're the courses that have been iterated over time, right? They're incorporating the student's feedback along the way. The most important step is to simply get it going. So as you can imagine, right, this thing with the YouTube shorts that I'm getting ready to put out, right, I'm going to learn a lot as things move on, which means I'm going to update the course, or maybe I'll come up with a whole new version of the course. I'm going to get feedback from those students that say, yeah, I tried your idea and it works great, but if you did this, it works even better. Or I tried this idea and in this scenario, right? It really blew chunks. Well, that's an update in the course that I can share. and Or I can go out and test and say, oh, maybe did you try doing it like this? So we can turn it back from a to a yay. Okay. And here's the cool thing is you're going to learn a lot along the way. Huh? Everything that you seems to be challenging now, like creating content or writing sales page copy, right? It, it will get much, much easier after you do it the first time, just like riding that bike and crashing into that bush, right? You get back up on the bike and you're like, ah, next thing you know, you're going to be cruising down the road with no hands, radio in one hand. Well, I'm, I'm thinking to myself back in the seventies, radio in one hand, going all the way across town with never having to touch your handlebars, except for maybe when you're at a stoplight. I think the final thing I want to leave you with, and I've been babbling on for a little bit now, but I want to leave you with some maybe some pros and cons uh, that maybe I haven't shared in the previous couple of episodes of why, who should be creating courses. There are, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can start your online business and yeah, start and teaching people information, which is usually what an online business does, right? It sells them a service or sells them information, right? And creating an online course is probably one of the easiest to monetize for anybody. So pros, you can earn some money, right? <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? You know, I, on either side, it could be your primary or your secondary source of it. Um, the con on that is you're going to have to learn how to create an effective course as well as effective content that delivers results. And we're going to continue to dig into that and share you with the tips on that. I, I think one of the next episodes I'm going to do here, let me check my notes real fast. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, 
Yeah, yeah. So I wanted those. One of the tips we're going to share in the next episode, and I'm going to tell you about this is a little teaser right here, is how to create an online course. And this is going to come from a beginner's perspective, right? So another pro, you get to work on things that you're passionate about rather than things that are assigned to you, right? The drudge of the nine to five. Okay, you get to do this. No, you're going to pick a course and doing a course on something that you just love to do. Or maybe you're just really good at it. So it's easy for you to do, huh? right? Now, the con of that is you're going to need to study how to market and sell that information, that course to an audience. Not hard. We're going to take you through some of those steps here in some of the marketing pieces of it that we'll have coming up in the next couple of weeks or so. Bro, you can have very little to no startup course uh, costs, excuse me, you can have very little to no startup costs compared to other online businesses, right? Even affiliate marketing, uh, right? Uh, uh, affiliate marketing is another one of the low cost options. But when it comes to a, creating a course, right? Very, very low startup costs. Your time, right? You can invest your time. Now, that's that's the other side of it, right? On the other side, uh, the con of that is, yeah, the startup costs are low, to near nil, you still don't have to invest some time to building your course, maybe even enhancing your knowledge. Maybe your knowledge is great, but maybe there's this hole right here. You need to fill that hole. Pro, um, you're going to teach effectively, right? To create a richer, what do I want to call this? To create an immersive set of content, right? Something that's better than the blog, something that's better than just a podcast episode like this one right here. You're going to create this rich, immersive environment that's going to walk people through your lesson, right? Almost like this classroom setting. You're going to create this vibrant learning environment for your trusted, for your students that trust you. And I think the, one of the last cons, and I couldn't think of a, uh, I couldn't think of a con for that immersive environment. Uh, maybe one will hit me later on. I think another pro is you're going to generate leads. That's it. You're going to generate leads that you can sell to, you can upsell to, and that you can cross sell to. I mentioned affiliate marketing a little bit ago. So maybe you create a course on how to find that first 57 Chevy that you're going to rebuild. Well, some of the tools, some of the ancillary bits of information and uh, knowledge that they're going to need, you don't have at uh, your disposal just yet, right? You haven't created it yet. However, you have found some other folks out there that have, and you've quantified it and you've researched it. And you're like, okay, these are these are good folks right, right here. And you have an affiliate, you get an affiliate program with them. So as you take the, those folks through that first course on how to find that perfect 57 Chevy to, to rebuild from the ground up. Oh, and by the way, you're going to need access to this and I have worked out a deal with these folks over here. They're going to give you 10% off. And on the backside, you get maybe a 10% commission or something. You haven't done the work, you're doing the sale, right? So that's some of the upselling and cross-selling. And then as you build out the rest of your courses, now you have this list of folks that already know, like, and trust you. They've been through your course. You say, hey, you've picked out that perfect 57 Chevy. Now it's time to whatever the next course is that you do with that, right? And it could be from their feedback. From their feedback, you're like, well, maybe it's not 57 Chevys. Maybe it's early 70s, you know, um, I don't know, IROX. I, I, I just, I drew a blank there for a moment. Anyway, you get my point, right? Once you start hearing back from them, it, may, it will help guide, as I mentioned earlier, the next course that you create. And then you can go out and reach out to them and say, hey, that next course is ready to rock and roll. Here you go. 
and then they'll buy it. And then maybe you create an upsell inside of that. Hey, I, I thought two steps past this while you're buying this one, maybe you need this one as well. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh man, you're right. I'm going to go ahead and buy both of them as well. So now you've not sold one course. Maybe you've sold two. All right. So you're going to keep rolling through. And here's the really cool part about that. Now that you've created that first one and now you've got the second one in some of those ancillary affiliate programs, as you bring brand new people into it, you sell them the first one and you can immediately upsell them that second one or that third one. All the while, you're still leveraging those affiliate programs that you've set up inside those courses. So much can happen in here. And we're going to talk about all of it over the course of this podcast. But for now, I'm going to hush my babbling mouth and let you know my my friends, family, and fellow entrepreneurs. As I mentioned earlier, the next episode, we're going to chat about how to create an online course. And we're going to come at this from the beginner's perspective. Okay. So you're going to want to check out that episode next week. By the way, as I mentioned earlier, I know you want to keep getting all these success tips, all these online course creation tips, all these entrepreneurial tips, as well as the tips coming from the, the guests I'm lucky enough to bring on the show. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button, no matter what platform you're on. Um, if you're on the Apple platform, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating over on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up if you're watching us on the video. Drop us some kind words in the reviews. Ask a question, right? whatever it may be. It is those subscribes, ratings, and reviews that tell all those platforms out there, no matter what they are, it tells those algorithms to, that you are getting that value to go ahead and lift us up a little bit in the ratings so that we can reach more driven entrepreneurs and infopreneurs just like you. So please take a moment, show the love and help spread the word. I appreciate you. All right. So you get out there, you run your race, you get your results and then come back here and let me hear about them. Heck, email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Tell me what tips or advice you got out of this, how you put it into action, and what results came out of that. Heck, probably even bring you on your show and you could be one of the amazing guests I bring on. So with that, I'm going to leave you as I always. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.